We know there's a lot of podcasts out there, and this is definitely one of them. This is the Joel and Mouse Fitness Funhouse with your hosts, one guy who's short and strong, and another who's short and, well, he's a pretty nice guy. Now, here they are, Joel and Mouse. First post-CrossFit Games edition of the Fitness Funhouse with Joel and Mouse. My name is Joel Gadak, CrossFit Games broadcaster. His name is the Mighty Mouse, Matt Rutte, former CrossFit Games athlete, Wadapalooza liftoff champion, American Open champion, future dad. Uh, welcome back into the pod, everybody. Woo! We're here. You, you were like, it? You were gearing up. You were like making that woo face for a while. And I, was like, <laughs> I could see something coming and I didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah, I'm always going to keep you on your toes, Joel. You never know what's coming. Um, but dude, what a weekend that we just had. You know what's funny is we did this episode with uh, for, for Thursday um, with Josh kind of previewing the Masters. Uh, a little bit previewing the Masters, but also kind of talking about his story competing in the 35 to 39 year old division. And we joked in the open because we recorded the open beforehand. And I was like, oh my God, what an amazing day one. Did you believe that that happened? And then like day one went by and it was completely applicable. <laughs> Can you believe what happened on day one? It was oh. wild, and then after all of that, uh, the people that everyone expected to won won. <laughs> but the adventure getting there was a lot more fun than it has been in the past. Like we we have to one hundred percent agree that the first two, maybe two and a half days of the CrossFit Games were probably the most exciting first two and a half days of the CrossFit Games since before the before the Rich era, before Rich was dominating, like. It has always felt like that somebody is always running away with the competition and it's just, okay, we're not watching anymore. Tia Uh, couldn't do single unders. Rich Froning and Mayhem Freedom took a 13th. I was like, like, it's over. It's over. (laughs) They had had one bad event. Uh, Then they never lost again. I'll be honest. I thought at first, uh, whenever I was watching, um, especially when the skills event came out and they had that crossover double movement. That was cool though. It, it, it was very like watching Nick Matthews do it. I was like, this man in a crop top, he's a oh, man after like, your he, heart right there. He stole your bro, thing, dude. Oh my God. No, 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 no. He, he took it and he ran with it and he made it better but than I ever thing, could like, have. Now, if you get, <laughs> if you get back to the games and you wear a crop top, there's gonna be like, oh, the man's just ripping off Nick Matthew. And we're like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> well, here, this will be the difference though, right? Nick Matthews won a skill event with a double, a double across on uh, over rope. Hopefully, I will be the one winning the strength event, whatever that may be, and it'll be different. We'll be different in our in our ways of executing. How would you, know? you feel about the sandbag though, if that had popped up? Oh, dude, that event like that when that when that showed up and there wasn't a barbell, like a max out snatch or a clean and jerk or something like that. At first, I was like butt hurt for sure, but then watching them do the event, I was like, okay, this is real. Like these, are, this is real man and woman strong. Like this is the. You're truly strong, bro. Can we just talk about Dahlstrom? That the girl who got second to Danny Spiegel. I don't think she knows that she did it still. Dude, she's she, her soul is still out there with the 250 pound bag when she was picking. I, you guys, if you haven't seen it, if you're if you're on this podcast, you definitely have because you, you're obsessed enough to listen to us also. But if you haven't by chance, just literally look up Sandbag Ladder. Okay, this girl. The girl who wins it, you look at her and you're like, okay, you're going to win it. Like your legs combined are the size of my body and a half. Um, And, but the girl Dahlstrom who won, who gets second at the event, like maybe a hundred and like 40 pounds. Did you just forget Danny Spiegel's name, by the way? No, 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 no. I know Danny Spiegel. Of course. (laughs) Who doesn't know Danny Spiegel? Um, But dude, the way she inched that back, like literally inch by inch by inch, not giving up. Not like, dude, I had goosebumps. I have goosebumps now talking about it because it was just nuts to watch. That was a very well done by Boz. Like, come on, man. That, that was a cool event to see. I think Boz, and I don't want to make this about, like, it's not who was better and what was, et cetera. And yeah, because I, I did, I did laugh hysterically after the first event when I'm scrolling through the comments, which I almost never do. Um, people were like, <laughs> people were like, this never would have happened with Dave. And I was like, first off, it's not Boz's fault. <laughs> Um, right. Second of all, um, you're right because the first 15 years of the CrossFit Games never had any issues. <laughs> like, like, I thought Boz did a because we've been perfect. Yeah, it's been <laughs> flawless. I thought Boz did a tremendous job, and everything that anybody got 
even like mildly irked about um, mm-hmm. like the crossover thing. People were like, well, that's just a silly party trick. Not tr- like it is so steeped in the roots of the CrossFit methodology. And prior to the games, Justin Berg, um, GM of sport, came into our announcer meeting and he talked about like, listen, every time we talk, it all comes back to the basics. He was basically like, we, we want the message to be always coming back to the basics. Whatever it is, we come back to the basics. If you're in your affiliate mm-hmm. and you're watching this, how can you do it where you come back to the basics? And, and Greg Glassman, you know, always talking about once you've mastered something, that's time to go back to the basics. And you can go find journals and you can go find videos from like 2011 and 2010 mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. the progressions of double unders and you can see people doing the crossover and it's not that big of a leap that people were like, what is this? It's all right in there if you went and looked for it. Plus, yeah. if you got to the crossovers, you were already guaranteed 85 points. So, yeah, you know, not that big of a deal if you're like struggling hardcore with them, which um, Daniel Brandon, one of my favorite female athletes, because you know how she feels at all times when she's on the floor. And yes. I think like they were talking, like, I think they were talking about how well she was doing. They cut to her and she's messing up and she's cussing out uh-huh. <laughs> the air. <laughs> I liked how everybody had the different ropes, like Guy using the beaded rope, I thought was funny. Yeah. I mean, smart too, yeah. right? I mean, dude, um, was it Tudor? Couldn't get past single unders. Like you said earlier. Which blows my mind that people can struggle. Like you just, with, again, back to the basics. We forget mm-hmm. the easy things sometimes. Yeah, dude. I mean that, and that's the thing. People are going to, people are going to knock the crossover double. It's like, yo, like Tia couldn't even do the single under part to get to the crossover double part. <laughs> like y'all are, y'all are complaining about the wrong thing. If <laughs> anything, like you should be complaining that they're doing single unders, but you're not going to complain about that. Cause you're like, everybody can do single unders. No, apparently not. <laughs> Two favorite moments from the games, though. Uh, both post post uh, event interviews. One of them was Tia Toomey when uh, she got oh. she got asked early on, like where she was positionally, and she's like, "I got a lot of work to do. Can't fucking wait." Um, and yeah. everybody, and everybody oh, was my. like, "Whoa, that was great!" And then the second one, I don't know if you saw it. But there was an event where Reykjavik was next to Mayhem Freedom and Annie and mm-hmm. Taylor Williamson were going simultaneously. And at the very end of the event, Jamie Hagia says to Taylor Williamson, you had Annie Thor's daughter right next to you. How did having her directly next to you push you at the end of that event? And Taylor leans into the microphone and goes, who's Annie? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> and it was... Salute to Williamson. My God. The look on Andrea Nistler's face. And then she got booed. And like, and in, and, and she did lean in and say, just kidding. But like the beat was just the right amount of time. Um, <laughs> and, and like the people were in the comments, like show some respect. She's a two time champion. And like some people loved it. And like, they're like, oh, spicy. Yeah. I thought it was the greatest thing ever, both because it was hilarious. And yep. I think there's a modicum of truth to it. Like all the conversation was Reykjavik, 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 and then freedom. And then freedom started slow and then they stomped on the throat and they're like, yeah, we're still here, bro. Um, yeah. greatest moment for me of the games. One, two, if they sold shirts that said, uh, who's Annie Galatians, like, <laughs> like <laughs> Annie who question mark? Like, I, I would buy that mayhem shirt immediately. <laughs> Which like, I mean, you can't, you can't knock her for saying it too, just because you kind of have to have that air about you whenever you're out there competing. Cause if you start thinking like, Oh God, it's Annie Thor's daughter, the woman who got said, <laughs> Then you're gonna you're gonna second guess your own. Like, she's like, "What are you talking about, Annie? Like me? I've been on this team now for the last two three years. Like, winning. Like, she should be worried about what I'm doing. So I get why she said that for sure. And I can, a killer, I def- man. She's a killer, dude. And that's the thing. Like, and I love the like internet trolls that are out there. It's like, but unless you're out there too, and you're the one who's doing it, like. If you had her fitness and her ability and you were out there competing, you probably would have said the same shit as soon as you came off the floor too. Yeah. You know what's like, interesting now though and what's fun is that you take this year and this was the the most undecided year. And again, ultimately, like it wound up where everybody thought it would wind up. But it yeah. was interesting to get there. And Sean mm-hmm. Woodland kept saying throughout the course of the week, uh, this felt like a competition, whereas other years have felt like coronations. Um, yes. And now going into next year, 
I think the men's competition is wide open because mm-hmm. Justin is obviously the two-time champion, but Roman Krennikov and Ricky Garrard, uh, chief amongst them, are going to yep. be real threats going forward. Uh, Tia Toomey is done and retired. That God, that makes was, me. It was announced in a very odd way, but Tia... yeah, I don't understand why is Kiki why 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 is why, was, why... The, the whole thing was very bizarre. But Tia is retired, um, so that is it. So the women's competition is completely wide open, and then the mm-hmm. team's side. The thought being, and I said this on the air, I was like, if this is the last time we see Rich Froning, um, maybe this is the end for Rich Froning. Um, who knows if yeah. that's true. And if T is out, I would think maybe Annie goes back to the individual route. Mm. I think Con Porter is probably going to go individual again. So that Reykjavik team gets blown up quite a bit. So that takes them out of the conversation. I don't know what's going to happen to Invictus, who came in third. Um, I think Jorge Fernandez has a great future as an individual. Um, I know there's some individual aspirations on that Oslo Navy blue team. Although if they wanted to come back, I think they'd be the odds on favorites. I mm-hmm. think the top of the leaderboard and the team side could look very different. 2023 <laughs> is going to be a wild year leading it, into the CrossFit games. It, it feels like CrossFit competition, the games is going through a rebirth right now. Like it, it feels like it's, it's kind of peeling back the like, <clears throat> the the athletes of old and I, and I hate to say that just because it makes it sound like they're like they're washed out or something they're not they're just they're just at a point in their lives that they're like like Tia probably wants to have kids now and like there's a turnover there's a there's a turnover right and even rich like dude like t- the fact that when they said whenever they said rich has had has 10 titles I was like oh my god I have been watching this man win all those titles that means there is at least 10 years of my life that I've watched Rich Froning compete. And how often is it that you see an athlete uh, at the top of their game for that long? I just saw the other day, um, was it Serena Williams is um, going to be retiring here uh-huh. soon um, also. And she's a, another one of those ones that like, I kind of like took for granted. I don't watch tennis that often, right? But it's like she's been at the top of her sport for, it feels like 20 years, honestly, with her. So um, there's just that changing of the guard. And like, like you said, with Roman, Ricky, obviously Ricky had his whole debacle four years ago. Not um, great. Yeah, not great. Madeira, not great, not great. And then the thing is, Quant's finishing, what, fourth? Ends up storming back up the leaderboard to finish fourth overall yep, for that yep. weekend. And he's one of the newer faces as well. Um, at least on the women's side, Mal, I still think there's a very good chance that you're going to have like a, a Tia-type did winner I, did in I, now. Did I or did I not say that Mal O'Brien was finishing second? You did. You, you, de- you definitely you. did say that. And, and the thing is, like, when you said that, I was like, well, yeah, Joel, that, I, I really don't think any, like, she's being coached by the guy who has five of those. But I'm saying everybody was like, Laura Horvath, she's back. She, and, but she's also, that we all thought we're going to do well. And they, <laughs> but, but that's the thing. I think, like, and like, this is what's going to make it fun. Like, not that it wasn't fun to watch before, but you watched before to see, okay, what are what is Rich, Tia, and Matt capable of this year? How much are they going to win by? Now you get rid of pretty much all of that. And, dude, that's that's what makes sports fun to watch is that the, the almost the uncertainty. Obviously, if you're a fan of your own team, you're going to want them to win every single weekend, right? You're, you don't ever want your team to lose. But also – What's the fun in just winning, like just knowing you're going to win outright? What's the fun of that? That's There's no fun in that challenge at all. If you're the crusher, um, it's fun, but otherwise. <laughs> um, but oh yeah, dude, I, like you said, 2023 is going to be an epic year. And I think what's going to be even more, almost more fun is the season in between, like the preseason, the the like, like when Dubai rolls around. Dude, how much fun is that going to be to watch? Like and see does Roman go back out there again and just crush souls? Or does he say, you know what? I'm not going to travel those things. Yeah. Yeah. Rogue invitational. Wadapalooza is always fun to watch. Granted, Wadapalooza is more like the fun thing for all the people who are going to go to the will be the next one because the prize purse is, is legit. Now is the time. I feel like this is going to like this next year and the years to come are where you're going to have like CrossFit's going to get almost more, more validated in the in it being a true sport because yes. there isn't somebody who's going to be just dominating everybody. Yeah, and you're seeing people doing it from an earlier age where this is their sport and it's it's mm-hmm. evolving and growing in that way and and I think you're going to see more parity that comes all with that. So, um 
It's going to be a lot of fun uh, going forward. As the sport gets younger, though, it also does get older, and that takes us to the Masters category because we uh, now have our second consecutive Masters conversation on this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, Brian Wong is our guest. He is the reigning, defending, for all of like a week, uh, fittest man on earth from 35 to 39 on the men's side of competition. Brian is from Warsaw, Indiana. Uh, he works out at CrossFit Haymaker, and uh, he and you go back quite some time. We used to compete together back whenever I lived in Indiana, was in the Central East. Um, he was one of those names that we saw on the open leaderboard every year, um, Grand Games qualifiers, any any kind of qualifier, really. He kind of has a name that kind of stands out, Brian Wong. I still remember the first time I saw his name, and I was like, oh, hey, a fellow Asian guy. Very <laughs> cool. You meet Brian, and you find out very quickly by looking at him, you are not Asian at all. <laughs> Where did this last name come from? How do you have this name? Uh, but uh, Brian is, has always been somebody um, on the competition floor who is tenacious and very intense. Um, but then it's kind of funny. It, like It's like a flip switches off when he comes off of the competition floor. And he's just the nicest guy ever. Very soft-spoken. And um, I've had nothing but great experiences with him. And he is somebody that when I'm at competitions, and I know he's there, I'll make my, I'll make my way to finding him. And he's usually very easy to pick out because he's one of the larger men just walking around <laughs> the field. He's probably one of the biggest barrel chests you've ever seen on a human. <laughs> but welcome to CrossFit, right? So he wins. Uh, he beats actually another barrel chested man. Uh, everybody wanted to see what Sam Dancer would do in the 35 to 39 year old division. Uh, he just did the run in event one, had an injury, uh, and that then opened the door for Brian Wong to become the fittest 35 to 39 year old man on earth. We'll get into the conversation with Brian, but you know how things go on the foot. On, oh, I forgot the name of our show, but you know how things go on the Fitness Funhouse. Uh, we're going to start with a little game of heads up. Number to beat, 11. Let's get to it. Keep your head up, Rick. Keep your head up. Oh, your boy here to keep his head up. Tits up. Tits up. Oh, you light it. It's got a wick. A uh, candle. Yep. Santa Claus lives there. North Pole. Orange and has stripes. Orange Animal. and has stripes. And what? Animal. Animal. Oh, tiger. There you go. Uh, you wear these on this face on your face when it's uh, bright outside. When it's what outside? When it's bright outside. Oh, sunglasses. There you go. <laughs> uh, it's got two wheels and pedals. Uh, bicycle. Oh, you uh, use this uh, scrub in, in your mouth. Before you go Good to bed crushed. and you wake up. There you go. <laughs> oh, we're talking on one. I'm on, I'm talking on one right now. Phone. Cell phone. <laughs> we'll count it. Um, okay. It, play this. You, someone covers your eyes, counts to 10. I didn't see. Oh, you eat soup with this? Oh, that counts. Oh, you got to count that. That was right. That works. Uh, that one. works. That nine. Nine. Nine's Nine? not bad. Oh. Nine's not bad. You're not last. All right, all right, all right. You, you and Allison Scuds are on the same same playing field. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, demo. Yeah, I'll, ta I'll take it. I'll take it. It's not always that's not always my jam. You know, it's being 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 quick. Talk too slow. Talk too slow. All right, uh, Brian. Let's dive right into it then. Uh, let's get into the real the real meat of this. Yes, uh, sir. You are the fittest thirty-five to thirty-nine-year-old man on the planet. Uh, how does that feel? Man, it's kind of crazy. I don't even believe it still. I, I'm like, man, are you sure? I keep checking. Right. I checked the leaderboard. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did it feel like? I mean, like, what was the experience? What did it feel like? What did it feel like to get the medal, to stand on the podium? Just kind of give us the the vibe that you walked away from Madison with. Man, I just, um, you know, I, I felt like, you know, all the years of hard work and the things that I, I've been doing um, just kind of came together all at once. I was healthy. Um, and I was able to play my game, uh, the whole weekend. And I mean, it, it just, I mean, it was kind of a surreal experience. I, I enjoyed it and I'm, you know, I'm competing with the best of the guys. I'd like, you know, uh, Craig Kenny and, and, uh, Roy Gamboa. And, you know, unfortunately, Sam, um, he didn't get to, yeah, unfortunately Sam didn't get to, you know, uh, participate, but I mean, you know, it's, I mean, it was just kind of a surreal experience. I never, I never actually thought I'd make it to the games and I never planned on it. And then, you know, that here, here I am standing at the top. That was, it was, it's still kind of crazy to me. 
Tell me about that, because to qualify for the games in and of itself is one thing. Obviously, then to, to win at the games is a completely different beast. But for you, you've been trying for, for multiple years. You'd been to the regionals uh, three times. You'd been to multiple uh, sanctioned events when that was a thing to qualify in and of itself. Like, what was the experience like setting foot at the Alliant Energy Center and just being around the pomp and circumstance of what is the CrossFit Games? Yeah, so, uh, you know, qualifying and just, you know, making it to that point was just, I mean, it's crazy. I, I again, like I didn't even, I didn't believe it at first. Um, and I, I didn't intend to at that point. Right. Uh, I, I don't know how many times I've retired and then just come back because, because of what, you know, one, uh, one reason or another, someone talks me into doing a comp and, you know, then I'm at Wadapalooza and then, you know, I, I just, to, to get there and to, to be part of that um, experience is just crazy to me. I, I never thought I'd be competing on the same floor as these guys again. And, uh, you know, as, as a 35 year old, I mean, it was just, uh, I mean, it was amazing. I, I and, and it's kind of a, a, kind of a big show, you know, not what I'm used to at regionals. You kind of go, you get tucked back in a room and then, and then they bring you out on the floor and then you're done working out and you kind of go hide again. And this one, it, you can get paraded around and people are like wanting to take pictures with you and stuff. Like and people know who you are. It's, it's, it was crazy. It was, it was a different experience for me. You've been doing this for a while. Like I've known you for a while and we have both, well, you've continued crossfitting for a good amount and obviously it's paying off. <laughs> um, but how, how, have, how has things changed since like your start in 2015 versus now? Like, like you said, getting back on the competition floor with these guys and you haven't even retired at times. Yeah. What is the competition floor like now versus back in 2015, 16, when you're going to regionals and everything? Um, um, shout out to uh, as another fellow Indian in here, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Sadly, yeah, not anymore, man. Sadly, not I, anymore. I know you're in sunny California. You can you miss all the humidity and stuff we have here. So <laughs> I do miss it in doing air quotes right now. If you <laughs> <know>. <laughs> yeah. Um, so 2016 was my, was my first uh, regionals experience. Um, I don't, uh, and I was kind of like, a, it was just something to do for me at that point. I never thought I'd make a career out of it. And, you know, I'd wanted to make it to CrossFit games, but uh, you know, i I already had a career. I'm an, I'm an engineer mm-hmm. at, uh, you know, a medical device company. So that, you know, that takes at least 40, 45 hours a week of my time. And so, you know, my first regionals experience, I just found out that I, you know, we were having our first kid. And so I was like, well, the, not good. So I figured I'd do it. And then, <laughs> you know, I work out once a day, like five in the morning and kind of be done, you know, be done with it for the day. And I, I never planned on making it go anywhere. So, you know, I, I did it for something to do in 2016, you know, I was in there, um, which was kind of funny because it was like a 2016 regionals reunion with, you know, Sam and, and, uh, Josh Mirande. So that was my first one. And I already missed the boat. I was like 29, almost 30 years old. And, you know, I never, never made anything of it, but I just kind of did it cause it was fun. And mm-hmm. I did 20, 2017 and 2018, same thing. I, I wasn't, wasn't real serious about it. I just stuck to my once a day training. And, um, you know, then after 2018, I, I retired and I'm like, I'm done. I'm going to just I like to do in the bodybuilding stuff and lifting and hanging out with my friends at the gym. And I didn't, didn't get too serious about it. And then, um, like 2019, someone, talked me into doing like a sanctionals qualifier. And then all of a sudden I'm in Ireland. Like, I guess I'm not retired. And then I went to, <laughs> you know, I didn't, I had no, I hadn't been training for it. I'd just been, you know, doing the CrossFit Metcons at the gym and, and I've always done my own programming just cause I like to. And, and, you know, then, then in, in 2020, I did Wadapalooza. That was, I finished ninth, which is way, way ahead of whatever I expected, you know? And, and then COVID hit. So I'm like, I guess I'm done. Just, we'll just quit. And, and I'll, I'll enjoy lifting. And, um, then I got talked into doing Wadapalooza as a team and, mm-hmm. and I kind of felt the fire back, back in the belly again, trying to yeah. you know, get in there and get, be competitive. Cause we were, you know, with all the big dogs there, the crazy, you know, fit teams yep. <laughs> in the elite division. And, uh, and then after the open, I just like, man, I, I have a shot. I could do this. And so th- then I started picking up the training and, you know, uh, fortunately for my wife, she, um, she was like, you know, just do it, try it. You do what you have to do. Train twice a day. Um, you know, and, and we, now we have two kids and it's like, she, that's on her. She stays at home. And, um, so sometimes I get off of work and she's like, here, take these animals. You're just 
let me go. <laughs> but <laughs> it's your turn today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the crazy, that's, that's the crazy part about it. Having the kids and kind of the full-time job and, you know, so trying to squeeze in my training. Sometimes the kids are at the gym with me. Um, you know, that's, that's the big difference now is I, I have to, you know, morph my training schedule around my kids or my job around everything. And then yeah. how old are you, you know, now? Um, I got a six, well, she's almost six. My daughter will be six here soon. And then I've got a three-year-old son. A six-year-old and a three-year-old. Okay. Yeah, I, did, I yeah. saw you with the three-year-old on the beach not too many posts ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. You are also a guy that I feel like posts once every three or four months. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, I'm not big on social media. There's, a, there's some kids in my gym that's like, dude, you got to get in on that. I'm like, I don't know. Like you gotta, you want me to record your training session? I'm like, no, nah, I gotta get in and get out. I gotta go yeah. back to work. You know, it's, it's like I don't have time to you know do a couple extra sets for you know the Instagram feed or whatever. So, <laughs> so I, I, I like how you just said, by the way, that like you just wound up in Ireland. It's like yeah, I saw I was training and then I just wound up in Ireland. Um, yeah. Like things just things just happen around you, and you're like, yeah, I guess I'll go with the flow. Yeah, that's really that's really what happened. I mean, like the I, I did a I did a qualifier. Um, there's a kid in our gym. His name is uh, Tanner Balaz, and he's been, you know, train jumping in and training with me here and there. And he's like, you should try it. Just just do the workouts with me because you know. To, I, and I was like, sure, I'll do it to push you. And then I ended up, you know you know, smacking some Beating tail him. there. <laughs> yeah. I, ended up, I ended up, you know, smacking some hind end and actually qualifying. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll do it. I mean, it's a chance to go to Ireland. Yeah. And then, you know, and even better Miami and Ireland in the, in the fall wasn't very pleasant. It's kind of just rainy and cold, <laughs> but, but I mean, it was cool. It was a, it was a cool experience and they put on a good show there. So um, that, that was fun. I, and I mainly did it. I didn't, think i'd qualify for the games at any point so i just did it for the experience and then you know um this this past year when i i decided to just kind of go for it i didn't go all in because you know i can't quit my job and, and um you know it doesn't the masters doesn't pay for the lifestyle right so mm-hmm. um so i just started training i actually started after after quarterfinals i like was i was second or third um and i'm like shoot i got it I got a chance. I got a legitimate chance. And so I started training and I started following mayhem because I didn't have time to do all my own programming still. Mm. So, so, you know, I had that as, as a guideline to kind of push me and, and, uh, you know, the semifinals hit and um, I had a couple like injuries and like, I don't know, old guy injuries. Like I woke up in the middle of the night, and my, my ankle was like swollen the size of a softball. <laughs> I couldn't walk. <laughs> But when I went to bed, it was fine. So I yeah. <laughs> he said, that, old, "Old man injuries, right?" <laughs> yeah, like you just slept. I slept wrong or something. Like, and <laughs> it was crazy. But but then I like, and then like two weeks later, I'm doing like 30 inch box jumps, just you know, leaning really hard on my left to try to just baby that ankle a little bit. But like, it's some of those things came up, and I'm like just cruising through, you know, quarterfinals training for semifinals. And I thought I, I even told someone, like, I hope I finish 11th. I'm like, I just, I just want to, I just want to know, you know, semifinals was there and I'm like, I want to finish 11th. I don't, I don't want to go. I just want to know I'm fit. Yeah. 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 yeah I just want to know. And then I'm like third place. And I'm like, that's for real. It's, it's for real. It's happening. And, and that's this, that's like when it hit me and I was like, this, this is going to be fun. This is, I got to make the best of it. And, and, and I had an awesome support group. There's no, you know, there's tons of people around me that were just like, you know, you can do it. I, you know, enjoy it, have fun. Don't, it's not your job, but you know, I, it's my wife, my, you know, people in my gym, they were just always there for me in my ear telling me I can do it, you know, pushing me a little bit more. That's it's, it's amazing. The community, I don't know if it's like that at every CrossFit community, but you know, here, here in Warsaw at Haymaker, you know, we've got a really special community and, and everybody kind of rallied around me just to make sure, you know, make sure I could go. It was yeah. great. Well, I mean, dude, you've always been one of those guys that's like, like dumb strong. Like, you know, I'm just always like, everybody's like, Oh man, there's a one max cleaning drink. And I'm like, yeah, well, Wong's here. And there's a chance that he's going to, you know, just clean the house also. Um, so, and it's usually like, I feel like, it's easier if we're already really like really freaking strong, just get an engine, right? Right. Just do some cardio, do some conditioning work, which is terrible to do. Um, yeah. It's, said, all, it's awful. Yeah. Um, so this was your first games like ever, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, like what was your thoughts of the entire weekend? Like overall, like with the events, like, was it 
Um, like, did, was it way harder than you thought? Was it way easier than you thought with the weekend? Um, what did you think of Bosman's programming versus what you have seen in the past, even though you haven't competed in the past, I know you watched it and you've watched the other competitors and whatnot. Um, yeah. Give us your thoughts of like the games itself. Like, what do you think of it? Um, I thought it was well-programmed. Um, you know, you hit a little bit of everything and, and, uh, I really enjoy the games program, like I, so much more than I do. Uh, like the AMRAPs and the things you do in qualifiers. I mean, like mm-hmm. I just, that's just like you're in this little square and you got, you know, kind of back and forth, but I, I really enjoyed the games programming. Um, you know, there's a couple of things like that. I, I like that through like the traverse in there over the parallel at bars, you know, show some, um, you know, stability. And Have you ever I, thought, I thought that, that was the hardest part of the parallel bars. Like people were oh, the struggling traverse. on the dips, oh. but the traverse seemed like it was brutal. I didn't think it was bad to me. To me, the traverse was easy, um, but I kind of just went low and slow and, you know, just made sure that I was nice and stable the whole time. Um, mm-hmm. There's guys that were like flying across that thing and tripping up every now and then. But, uh, you know, I, I had done parallel bars like traversed like that before, um, but not in that, at that speed in any way, but my coach, you know, um, my coach Ryan Hill and his brother are like gymnastics gurus. They love that stuff. And so he was mm-hmm. in my ear, in my ear during the warm up, And we were like setting up like two barbells across a couple, like rig, like the, like the squat stands back to back and just working on it. And he was kind of in my ear, keeping my core, t- you know, keep your core tight, keep your elbows, elbow pits facing forward. And, and, you know, it took about 20 minutes and we had it kind of dialed in where I was comfortable. So, um, that, you know, that was, that was nice. Um, but you know, I I thought it'd be cool to have the dips on the on the end. But you know, for the masters, they took that out. But mm, so you guys just had to do the traverses back and forth, then. Yeah, yeah, just a, just a traverse, which which was hard. Those pipes were like, you know, when you get a big guy on there, like uh, oh, you know, man, I think it was bending, like, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, like in the middle, it was like flexing a lot, and I'm like. It was just, it was like PVC pipes. And I don't yeah. know how, like, how, like Johnny Papadopoulos, how he was going across <laughs> that thing. Cause that guy's, a, that guy's a monster. And then you won rinse and repeat, right? So you won in the pool. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how that happened. How, yeah. I yeah. was going to say, how the hell did you do that, bro? Like I, we are Midwesterners. We are not supposed to be good at swimming. That is not. And the one event you win is the one you don't have to cross a finish line. So you don't get that satisfaction. Yeah. <laughs> no, right? You just get a yeah, satisfaction yeah. that you're the best swimmer and ski erger out there <laughs> yeah, i don't know about swimmer i mean there's guys beating me out of the water every time i just you know i, I felt comfortable i've been you know swimming every week at the, uh, the local ymca um just doing you know practicing shorter longer distances um and and typically i'm, I'm not a fast swimmer i'm just good good enough to you know s- stay in the middle of the pack and then do my thing once i get out of the water but uh mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of what I did. I felt comfortable the whole time. My my coach was timing me. He said I had ne- I did negative splits, which I thought probably was impossible, but for me at least. But um, so you went faster you know, as you went along. Yeah, yeah. My last round was my fastest, and uh, hey, I was like you paced it out right, my man. I, I guess, man. <laughs> uh, and actually, actually on that event, I tied Roy Gamboa, and uh, the only reason I won was the tie break time was that like the 18 calorie ski. I finished like two seconds ahead of them. So, oh, uh, okay. yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and I couldn't see, like, I, I didn't know what was going on the whole time. That's the guy, the the judge was just kind of in my ear. He's like 30 seconds. And I'm like, I can do 30 seconds. Yeah. And I'm just at the end, I'm just like grunting and, and pulling as hard as I can. Everything just burns and I couldn't see the monitor. So I just kept thinking <laughs> on it. Yeah. Two, so two questions on that event. Um, the first one is you guys didn't have a clock in there, right? So you, you were just going, you really didn't have a sense of, of time in those two minute windows. No, just when we got out of the water, the judge would say, you know, like how much time was left in oh, that okay. interval. Okay. Yeah. So, you, so, okay, so it's not just selling out forever. Yeah. Yeah. Except for at the end, right? You, you right. Just knew, right. Yeah. You knew 15 seconds left or something. So the, and then you had to jump back in the water for the last round. But were you surprised at like I was surprised watching it on the team's side, how many people made it through to the max calorie effort? Um, mm. How did the difficulty of that event hit you based on uh, maybe the levels of people that got as far as they did? And I, I don't know. I wasn't real. I wasn't real surprised, um, but I kind of got some insight from some of the earlier groups. Um 
it's a skiing, it was a skiing workout, right? The swim was mm-hmm. a buy-in and, and everybody there can swim 50 meters. This just, you know, can, can you do it fast enough to get out of the water and hit your ski? Yeah. And, and, you know, during warmups and stuff, we were like, well, you can do like, even, even, even me, I could do, a, you know, at a casual pace, I could probably do like a 45 second 50 meter and then, and then hop out and, you know, you have a minute and 15 to ski 18 calories at the, in the at the last interval. So, I mean, I wasn't surprised that people made it to the the last one, um, the, the max calories. I was really more surprised at how hard people were able to go and crank on that skier after, you know, all that work at the very end. Yeah. <clears throat> have you looked at the leaderboard to see which elites you beat? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, honestly, I haven't. I haven't had you know much time to go and look back. I, I don't know. I, I can't remember how, how did I think oh, yeah. Roman Krennikov he won that right? He crushed it. He, yeah, he had like what one one sixty. One sixty. Yeah, he had one hundred sixty, okay. and then uh, Tudor had one hundred fifty-seven okay. second. Do you remember how many total cows you had? Uh, I think I was one thirty-seven. One thirty-seven. Yeah, yeah one thirty-seven. Yeah, when you did your eighteen, what were you pulling on the skier on the round of eighteen? Do you remember? Oh, the round of 18 was, I was going soft because I knew what I had ahead of me. Yeah. Uh, so I was like maybe 12. 1,200? And then 1200, when you came yeah. out for your first. I love how that's soft, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, trust <laughs> like, me. Well, I would I, uh, be dying. <laughs> <laughs> Competitive I mean, like, soft, it, right? It, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, like I was, I wasn't, you know, busting to get through it because I knew how much time I had. And, and I just, I was trying to finish every round with like 15 seconds left to try to, you know get a couple breaths in before I hop in the water. Um, so I kind of timed it out each round. It was easy to know where you were going to end the next one. So, um, I was, I was kind of holding back just a little bit, you know, which I think everybody was doing because, um, everybody was kind of ending at the same time. It seems. If it makes you feel um, better, you would have beat Patrick Vellner in that event. Patrick only got a hundred, but Vellner can't swim. So, 135 <laughs> calories. 100, yeah. 135 calories. Austin Spencer had 136, so you beat him. When did yeah. you know, Brian, uh, that you won? Like when did not not that event? Like when did you know you won the weekend? That mm. like, hey, this is cool. I'm I'm the fittest. Um, you know, it was it was after the. Um, it really wasn't until the last event. Um, you know, when I came out of the swim, I. I I told myself like, don't finish less than six, like get the top five spot. Don't finish less than six in the swim. And, and that after I, and I didn't know I won, I like was walking around for a half hour afterwards. Like, does anybody know how we placed? (laughs) I had no, I had no clue. And so like, and so like after that, after I found I'd won that, I was up by like 60 points on Roy and I'm like, I could win this. I just can't beat. I just can't let Roy beat me by like six spots. Yeah, you know, so, so um, I kind of I was right next to him on the bike uh, workout and um, final spot. Uh, yeah, and I, I I was like I'll just tail him the whole time because he took off on that bike and I'm like just just don't let him gain any more ground. Mm. And uh, and you know at the end at the end of it I was just like I saw there's like three people and I had two sandbag cleans left. I'm like man this hurts and I, so I dropped the bag. I'm like I'm good. Okay. I got it. So <laughs> I dropped, I dropped the bag. I sat it down, took a breath and I did two more cleans. And when I'm, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of when I knew is that last, that last couple cleans, um, that, that was it. And it, and it, it didn't really, it kind of sunk in my, my wife was standing, got to, she didn't get, we didn't, I dropped the ball and didn't get call seeing passes for her. So, um, and, and, and so he's she, outside in the RV uh, watching. <laughs> yeah. So, That's so the amazing, only thing actually, I know she was, she was mad at me for that one. I, I, I missed it. Hey, that's all right. Just run it back next year and then uh, get her Coliseum ticket. Do, do, do yeah. masters get coach passes? Yes. And you gave it to your coach and not your wife. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like a bad move to me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But she, she did get to see, she did get to see the last event um, in the Coliseum though. So I, I, you know. Oh, perfect. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She, she found someone that had a Coliseum pass. They let her have it and, and, and walk in. I just, I, um, so I, she, so I like how strict they are with the Coliseum passes on the masters. Like I, I get it on the individuals when it's shoulder to shoulder in there, but like, I, I know as much as we all like to think that everybody wants to go see the masters there, it's like at a third capacity, they could have let your wife in and everything yeah. would have been just yeah. fine. 
Oh yeah, for sure. That and and I was like, just just walk in, see what they do. And she, they won't, they, she's like, they won't let me. <laughs> I always tell my wife at those kind of events, I'm like, if you just walk around with confidence, and if you have big enough biceps, they'll just assume that you're one of the competitors. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I that's what I'm doing. I walk by and I'm like, I was like, yep, hey, I'm going downstairs. They know they're like. <laughs> He didn't seem like he was sketched out by going downstairs. So I'm just going to let him go downstairs. I have gotten in trouble plenty of times though as well. So actually, <laughs> funny funny story on that note. Um, Tanya Wagner and I were trying to get into the Coliseum um, prior to one of our events. I don't remember what it was, but we were like around the back and on like the bottom level and all the doors were, I think, locked. And two guys come out of one of the doors. We go, oh, is that door open? And they're like, yeah, I think so, but it hasn't closed yet. So we sprint to it. And like, yeah, like, you know, we don't necessarily, we're not walking around with confidence like we're supposed to be there. Clearly, we're like, oh, we're... <laughs> and then we walk inside the venue and Tanya looks at me and goes, pretty sure that's the new CEO. So, uh, yeah, we kind of stopped. <laughs> like, we were allowed cool. to be there, but it felt very like we were sneaking into the CrossFit Games right past the guy who runs <laughs> yeah. the whole thing. With all that, Brian, are is the hope and the plan come back, run it back next year? I mean, it sounds like or you might retire this year. Who knows <laughs> by the sounds of it? I don't know, man. I'll, I'll feel it out. I, I have a lot of fun doing it. I always love competition. My favorite thing is, just, you know, being in the, being in the warm up area, you know, with the boys and, and mm -hmm. I, I'm one of those guys. It's not, you know, I don't get super serious about it. So I don't know the, what, um, you know, Justin Aaron said, I'm like the king of reverse trash talk. And it's just, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just like to go back and be like, act like I don't know what I'm doing. And, and you know, I just have fun with it. So, yeah. so it's not like, it's not, once I'm in the event, it's not super stressful. I get a lot of anxiety leading up to it. Cause you know, it's, I mean, it's a big competition, but mm -hmm. um, I enjoy that part of it. Um, it's just, it depends on the family and, and what kind of conspires coming up this year. I've got, I mean, I've got a couple of events in the pipeline that I want to do. Um, you know, share, like, please share what, yeah. Uh, what's so the Mas pipeline masters fitness collective that's in Indiana. October. <laughs> yeah. About Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yep. Um, I did that last year. It was a great event and you know, it's kind of small, but you know, they, it's growing and, and I like to support those guys. It's kind of, it's, it's local and they're trying to do something cool with all the masters. Yeah. I went to that event last year and checked it out and it almost feels like regionals again, you know, like, the in a I don't remember where they were exactly, but it felt like one of those like 4-H barn places where just a giant space and a half rig set up. Like you said, it looked it felt like region. It felt like yeah, when Bobby I walked in and I job. saw the event. Yeah, I mean, he, phenomenal job. And um, I know I think there they have a 30 to 34 age group as well. Yep, so, yeah, that's what that's what I did last year, and you know, and I won. That's actually kind of what what kicked off my you know, thinking I can compete again. I won that one. I was like, maybe I'm not completely done. So there you go. But yeah, I, I said I'd come back and do it again. And so I'm going to hold my, you know, hold my word there and, yep. and, and kind of honor that. So, and, and I like those guys, Bobby and, and Eamon, they did a good show and they, you know, we had a lot of fun. So um, I got that one. And then uh, I got an invite for the, the legends um, there in December. I might, I might try that one out. Um, it, was, it depends on, you know, how my wife, um, what she thinks of all that. So yeah. Well, the weird. legends in December, where's that at? Arizona. In uh, Cookville. Oh, they in moved Cookville. it. Oh, cool. that's awesome. Yeah. That's good. Uh, um, Bro, I feel like you got to do that. Like, <laughs> to yeah, be called yeah. a legend? Let's go. <laughs> I mean, it sounds, it sounds fun, right? I, and I knew some guys from uh, Masters Fitness. I never heard of it. Uh, guys from the Masters Fitness collective it was like hey you doing legends i'm like uh how old you got to be and they're like 35 i was like well i'm not yet but i'll do it next year and um so now i'm thinking about doing that one cookville's not too far away it's like a six hour drive for me so yeah yeah that's it, i think it'd be cool i like competing it's fun i feel like when you know, you're uh, i feel like when you're a crossfit games champion you get an invitation to anything so I, I feel like every door is open to you at this point for whatever you want to do yeah, yeah. As, as long as my work, you know, work lets me, you know, I only got so much time off. I got to. True. Um, tell me about that a little bit. Like, so you're an engineer, you work for Medtronic. Um, what What's life like in that realm? And and I know you talked about it a little bit off the top, but how do you balance? Um, it's, I'm pretty fortunate. Uh, the company I, I work for, um, or at least the facility there is there, you know, they're pretty um, lenient with scheduling and, and allowing me to, you know, kind of train and do those things. Um, 
but you know, it's a, it's a manufacturing facility. So it's a pretty demanding job. Um, I get calls, you know, at seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night, you know, second shift. And sometimes I had to go in on third shift and, and, you know, help out there. So, um, some weeks, some months are better than others. Um, I know like this year, July was the craziest month I had. So leading up to the games was like, when I was, you know, implementing a new automated cell and, and I was trying to, you know, program the robots and, you know, update all the infrastructure there. And it, it just, a lot of hours I was getting home at like seven o'clock and, you know, trying to train all, fit all my training in before I go to work. And it, it's just, it was wild. Uh, um, and sometimes it's like that and sometimes it's not, but, you know, I, I enjoy what I do. So I don't want to, I don't want to stop doing that for, you know, a potential of, you know, the $25,000 a year if you win, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do, does being an engineer carry over to being an athlete? I, I think so. Um, you know, in, in my mind, I'm, I'm, I'm very analytical. I'm very, I like to streamline things. Um, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's all about, you know, each workout, it's all about efficiency is what I look at it. How can I, how can I be most efficient, you know, within the movement from one movement to the next, Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think about things like that and I talk about it and that's kind of the same way I talk about work. I guess I just can't turn it off, but you know, <laughs> well, I mean, there's a fellow engineer that I can think of that has won the CrossFit games five times. So <clears throat> his name is Matt Frazier. If you guys didn't realize that Matt is an engineer yeah. as well. So all that means that, Hey, Brian, all you have to do is come back next year to win it. Then come back the year after that, win it again. <laughs> you're, you're only four away. It's a, you're only four a, away. I don't know if I can do it. Can I, can I win it five times in the masters? It was uh, 35 uh, to 39. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had to go to the next, next, yeah, yeah, five, next yeah, age yeah, group. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, bro. Age up and win it all. Let's go. Like, I got to stay healthy for that long. Some days I don't, I don't feel like I'll last, you know? Um, um, I, I do feel like that's a, that's probably like the key thing. What was it? Um, a lot of the masters athletes that I've talked to, which coming out to California, there's a lot of them out here. Um, yeah. I guess this is the, well, the it used to have its own region, Matt. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. It's a big California place out here. <laughs> so I have one more question for you, Brian. Um, competitively, and I want to go back a little bit. We talked about Filthy One Hundred and Fifty earlier. Um, so when you went to the sanctional Filthy One Hundred and Fifty in twenty nineteen, uh, you came in fourteenth. Which, by the way, two spots above Dan Bailey. So you can have that forever. Um, <laughs> take but, that denim, Dan. <laughs> but, hey, I, uh, I want in. Dan, Dan's a heck of a guy. He, he made it fun for me there. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we can. I can rub it in his face next time I see him. <laughs> um, second at that competition was Roman Krennikov. First at that competition was Justin Medeiros, which is hilarious because that is exactly what just happened um, a week ago. It was also yep. before either one of them had ever won anything. So when you look back at that competition now. Um, what was it like to see those two guys do what they did and how that's progressed over the course of the last three years to where they became first and second fittest men on earth? Man, I, I even back then, I didn't really know what a, a Justin Medeiros was. I knew who, who Roman Krenikov was, but, um, you know, I talked with them while I was in the warm up areas and things like that. And I, I knew they were special athletes, but, you know, watching them through the weekend, I kind of got the feeling that they're going to be the, you know, they're going to be the next big things. And I mean, and it is funny. I actually had, had a conversation with somebody about that. I was like, it's like the, the, the filthy one fifty podium there, but that, that, uh, that event was stacked. I mean, we had um, Tim, Tim Paulson, Will Morad, and um, Kronikov, Medeiros. There was tons of, tons of games athletes there. Luke Esler, and, uh, Will Morad. Oh yeah. Yeah. All those guys. And, and uh, I don't know, just, just seeing that the progression, I was actually, um, I was rooting for Krenikov a little bit. I think he he waited for he waited for a long time to be able to get do this. I, I think that was yeah. awesome that, that he finally got to get there and he was so close to winning it all. So I, I was kind of you know secretly rooting for him a little bit, but um, and I was just happy to see him you know be able to be able to uh, compete on the stage finally. So um, yeah, but all those guys, I mean, it's just amazing. It's, it was two years and you know we had COVID and there's kind of everything kind of went away for a while, but the, you know, those, those guys are, those guys are still there. They're still on top, you know? Yeah. Every year, whenever yeah. um, I used to go to the games, <clears throat> cause I would go teenagers with Lexi or Evan. Um, and so the teenagers and the masters, which I think is great that the young kids get to see what they might one day become. 
you know, in like yeah. literally 15, 16 years when they're actually at oh, for sure. Group. But it's just, it's so crazy to see. Like I always tell people, I'm like the masters and teens and adaptive now, I feel like you guys don't get as much fanfare as you should, which I do think this year, I think Boz did a great job of giving you guys that fanfare. Like you said, you felt like you were paraded around. You felt like you guys were in the spotlight a little bit more. Um, and you agree with that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. and I think that oh, I think that best piece great. of noble that you got. What was the best thing in your kit? Oh yeah, the the athlete welcome kit. What'd you get? Oh <laughs> man, they had it was crazy. I was expecting like a, like the you know obviously the uniform, yeah. um, and then maybe like a pair of shoes or something. But it was like I walked in and they had the locker and it was like you had this like the slides, you know, and then six pairs of shoes. You had like the lifters, the ripstop runners, the um, the trail of matrix runners is the ones that look like sketch or shape ups. And then, the, you know, the, <laughs> every, everything, man, um, but, you know, unfortunately I have like a super, super fat foot. So none of them you know fit me that well, but I mean, it's just, <laughs> it, 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 it was, it was amazing. You know, the, the my favorite thing that was the shorts. I, I love the shorts. The shorts were great. Um, but, um, they did noble did a good job and i got like 30 pairs of socks which was much needed i had holes in like all mine they were were filthy so every day i went up to athlete services like can i get a pair of socks and i I mean i wore their nice socks too (laughs) (laughs) i just had to google what sketcher shape-ups were and i got those shoes too and uh they're actually quite comfortable (laughs) so yeah yeah that's, right, well, that's, a, that's the first thing uh, I don't, I don't want to take credit for that. That's what my wife said. I pulled them out of them. I pulled them back. I was like, look at these. And she's like, those are sketchers shape ups. And I'm like, no, they're noble runners. <laughs> they actually were giving the uh, master's athletes all shape up shoes. Like, hey, <laughs> y'all need to get your steps in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got to get our steps in. They gave us orthotics and everything. No. <laughs> well, amazing. Brian yeah. CrossFit games champion, right? 34 to 39. I hope you run it back. I hope I at least get to see you at some point this year at one of those events. I want to try to make it out to that master's collective. Um, but dude, you're, you're one of the guys that I, I like grew up in CrossFit with on the competition side of things. And so um, I'm super stoked that we got to chat with you. I'm super stoked that you won it. Like it, it makes me feel like but Matt, there, there there's hope that you can maybe be out there with him competing someday. <laughs> we won't be on the because I what's it? I'm 29 now and you're 30, you just turned 35, right? Yeah, I turned 35 in February. Okay, so you'll always be in the next age group when I'm competing. Okay, great. I don't have to go against you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but hey, from Joel and I both, like dude, thank you so much for taking the time and giving us an hour of your day to talk about. And for talking to us before Hiller. That's right. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, when, when you're, uh, well, actually, no, you were, you already talked to him before this, right? You guys did an episode and everything together or no, no, no. He actually just texted me yesterday to, you know, he got, he got a, my, my, uh, my digits through a mutual friend and he texted me yesterday, set that up. So we'll be talking tomorrow night, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, you, you let him, let him know that I said, what's up for one. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he remembers me. We threw down at regionals back in the day. Yeah, his yeah. team did beat me, but I beat him. You let him know that his team may have beat us, but individually I beat him. So. <laughs> I'll make sure. I'll be sure to mention that. <laughs> I'll send him. I'll send him your love. Me.